0: welcome back into the devs Hub podcast this is chris and i'm joined by thomas thomas how's it going what's going
1: on going well how are you
0: doing good man very happy to see that the 2022 2023 NBA season <laughs> is finally over. Uh, you know, it's at been, long you know, last. Yeah, exactly. It's been a wild ride of emotions this year. A uh, lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of convincing myself we can win the championship, a lot of convincing myself that we're not going to make the playoffs. But finally, here, finally to the season that matters, and that's the playoffs. And all things are looking pretty good, um, especially from where we started. I mean, this year has been pretty crazy with just like the road versus home disparity, um, the three and uh, what was it, three and seven start to start the year. Yeah. Um, a lot of bad losses, but honestly, I think we we ended up in a good place. So, I mean, how are you feeling about the the year? in total and kind of where they are. currently. Yeah.
1: I mean, they took care of business last game of the season against the Kings wrapped up the six seed um, after the Clippers beat. Uh, who were they playing? They beat the Suns, right? Those the skeleton Suns. Yeah. They yeah. beat the sons. Um, so that was, that was huge because now we're matched up against the Kings. And I think it's a good matchup for us, but yeah, what a ride. the what 2022, 2023 season was with, A lot of frustration, a lot of tough losses, injuries, battling through adversity, you know, off to a bad start with the Jordan Poole and Draymond punching situation. So really, really uh, glad the second season, the real season, the playoffs is starting now.
0: Yeah, I agree for sure. I mean, it feels like we've had like three or four different seasons this season. I mean, yeah, like watching Wiseman and all the young guys getting run in the beginning of the year feels like a whole different season. It's pretty crazy, but I think, especially the last 10 games, we have we ended this season really well. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, just to kind of recap on the season real quick, I mean, I was just thinking, I know we were both thinking, about kind of the worst losses that the Warriors had this year, and, you know, when it gets towards the end of the season, the records really matter especially this year i mean all the teams were bunched up and like one game can swing everything so we were just thinking back on all the the worst losses of the year and where we'd be if we kind of handled those games a little bit better oh yeah Um, what are some games that stick out to you from this season
1: yeah i mean put together a long list just because there are a lot of them and the margin of error in the west was really uh, thin this year I mean, the 3C that we're playing only has 48 wins, and the Warriors have 44. So, you know, we started the season um, on the road 0-5 to start the year. Well, there, there were some wins at home, but, I mean, I'm talking about the road losses at this yeah. point. And we lost to the Hornets. Then the next game, lost to the Pistons, and then lost to the Magic, and that was really bad. That was sort of a bad omen to kick off the year. Um, later on, we... You know, I think it was a couple weeks later, Nem, uh, the Pacers come in to town, come into Chase Center. We had been dominant at home as we were all year, uh, and we lost to the Pacers with this rookie, Nemhard, scoring 31 points at Chase Center. It was the most points he scored the entire season, yeah, which is incredible.
0: Game, that game was disgusting, and I remember that game was right when we were starting to put things together. I remember yep. we were like kind of climbing climbing back from that three and seven start. Um, and that game was just horrible. Just such a fluke game, hitting crazy shots. He was looking like, I don't even know, looking like prime Derek Rose getting to the rim, hitting step backs and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. crazy. For me, I mean, that 0 and 5 road trip was horrible just because that we had our whole team there was no injuries i think Mm -hmm. it was just starting off the year trying to integrate these lineups that have never played before we were kind of doing like the five-man starting unit of loon dre wiggins clay and steph and they were doing good and then we would do a full like soccer substitution of all the young guys like wiseman pool moody all of them and that just was working horribly i know we were playing like jermichael green wiseman Camingo all at the same time that, that was just awful yeah so um
1: and Poole didn't start the year very well so him coming off the bench really tanked that lineup as well and uh, it, if you remember back to the beginning of the year the the starters were a huge plus plus. And the bench was a huge minus, and that was that was the main talking point for the Warriors to kick off the season. Before we really knew that the issue was a, sort of a home versus road, um, significant difference, right?
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that kind of that theme kept going all season. I thought those were just fluky games, but, I mean, whew, yeah. I kept going. I don't want to stay too negative to start off the pod, but just one last one that I can remember was that Utah game. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, when well, we were up four, I think, with like 15 seconds left, and Poole turned yep. it over, and then we gave up an and one, and it was just, oh my God. Horrible. Yeah, well,
1: Clay, Clay lost his man, gave up a wide open three to cut it to one. But we still had the ball. All we had to do was get fouled and knock down the free throws, and then they forced the turnover, dunked it at the buzzer. Unbelievable loss. That was probably, that was probably the worst loss of the year to me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was um,
1: There were there were a lot of them though. <laughs>
0: yeah. Terrible. Um but like we said to start it off, man, I mean, we started 3 and 7 and then we kind of basically hovered around 500 for the rest of the year due to, you know, injuries and just playing bad and roster yeah. construction and lineups, but like we said in the past 10 games, we've been 8 and 2 to finish out the season. Really should be 9 and 1 because we kind of blew that Minnesota game there at the end. Um, yeah,
1: you so. could say we could be 10-0 and because of the Nuggets loss. The loss True. in Denver without Jokic playing, it was a one-possession game. Really, the last 10 games, the Warriors have looked solid and had a chance to win all of them, despite, you know, um, some. there were some shaky stretches, of course. They haven't looked like the championship team from last year, but they're definitely looking better. And Yeah, yeah 100%. That, that, and so we ended eight and two, but our total record right was forty four and thirty eight. That's a that's a six game difference. Eight and two is a six game difference. So ten games ago we were five hundred. This last yeah. stretch pushed us up into the sixth
0: seed, and that's how the Warriors should be feeling. They should be feeling good. Yeah, uh, heading into the playoffs, definitely. And I mean, <clears throat> kind of looking past the season, like we said on that Sunday game. I think that things broke for the Warriors really well I mean I I liked how the NBA had all the the Western Conference games at the same time on Sunday so there couldn't really be any you know seating maneuverability and kind of tanking shenanigans yes yeah, shenanigans, shenanigans. <laughs> yeah exactly so um the Warriors were looking at you know a bunch of different options and we covered that kind of in the last podcast but yeah. You know, it was really looking at one point that we are going to be in the four or five against the Suns, which, you know, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But for me, I think that the Kings are a much better matchup um, for us than the Suns, which isn't really a hot take. I mean, the Kings are going to the playoffs for the first time in 16 years. So, yep. you know, I think it's looking good. And also, I think that the seating worked out that we're on the right side of the bracket. Um, Yeah, because now we're in the if we get past the Kings in the three six, we're on the two seven matchup, which is looking like Memphis and the winner of this Minnesota uh, Lakers game that's currently on. We're recording uh, Tuesday night, so we'll see what happens there. But I, I think things broke really well for the Warriors.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was the ideal first round matchup for a lot of different reasons, um, which I will expand on further in the article coming. I- I'm going to publish it this Friday, so look out for that on our substack, and I'll tweet out the link as well. Um, so, yeah, anyway, Kings is a good matchup, the-, the bottom line. The Warriors should win this series. They have the experience. They have the star power they have the better coach. They have a lot of things going their way, and they and like Draymond mentioned a few weeks ago on his podcast, they don't have to travel very far. Yeah, <laughs> hour and a half. I mean, and for old guys who have been through the ringer, been to a lot of different you know playoffs and um, are, are getting tired, that's huge. That's huge to start off the playoff run. So, yep, massive first round. You're right. Then about. The next round, they they avoid i uh, they avoid both uh, the Nuggets and the Suns because you know it's going to be the winner of that two seven, yeah. um and and so if they were on the other side of the bracket, they would have to go through both of those two teams, which I think are probably the two best in the West besides the Warriors.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, and especially matchup wise. I mean, the Kings might be a tougher matchup for some other team but their strengths and I know we'll cover this in more detail throughout the series with the Kings and like you said you have that article coming out but the Kings main strength is their offense and I mean you're not gonna out offense the Warriors you're not gonna out run and gun the Warriors the teams that historically have really given the Warriors issues have been physical big defensive slow offense minded teams like, yep. I mean, those Cavs teams were big and slow, um, ran really half-court offenses. Memphis, you know, even though they have jaw, they're really big and they, they have slow pace. But, you know.
1: OKC, back in the day when yeah. Kevin Durant was on the team and they had Ibaka and those that massive yeah. team.
0: Ibaka, Perkins, KD, I mean, that's a huge team. So, yeah, I think it's really playing into their, their favor for sure on the first hand. But, I mean. We could also be wrong though. The Kings have been pretty good all year and the Warriors have been really up and down all year. So I know I see a lot of people picking the Warriors and people are optimistic, which they have good reason to. But like that being said, you know, I would surprised if it's a long series.
1: Maybe, I mean, they're a serious team. They're a serious team, but I I just, I favor the Warriors experience and uh, the fact that they've proven they can make great adjustments throughout a series. If they get off to a slow start, you know, they did it last year against the Grizzlies. They did it last year against the Celtics. They've done it many times in the past. They yeah. went down to zero versus the Grizzlies. Like, uh, what year was that? 2016 or something. Um, and they came back and won in six, they I, won four straight.
0: I think that, yeah, I was 2015 maybe Okay. on the championship. Yeah. Either one of those years, but you're right. Um, and it doesn't hurt that we're kind of peaking at this point where the Sun or the Kings kind of um I mean intentionally they slowed down towards the end of the season you know resting guys and kind of yeah avoid injury yeah but the Warriors are are pretty much peaking I mean their last game we saw was against Portland be it that was a uh, skeleton crew and basically a G League roster but they set the the NBA record for, for uh, most points in the first quarter and won by over fifty points. So yeah. offense was looking pretty, uh, pretty on point the last time we saw them out.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So they'll be we'll definitely be covering this upcoming series. You know, do multiple pods during the series. Um, but you know, shifting gears a little bit, the the end of the season was pretty crazy, especially in the West. Looking at what the matchups were going to be I mean just kind of going around that league what do you what are you thinking for the these first round matchups that are that are going to happen just some like quick predictions
1: Yeah so I mean besides the Warriors and Kings the only matchup we know of for sure right now is Suns versus Clippers um yeah. I think the Clippers without Paul George are no match for the Suns really I know the Suns are still a new concept and they have to integrate Kevin Durant and figure out how uh, Durant, Booker, they're going to play off each other with Chris Paul and Aiton around them. Um, but I, I really don't see a path for the Clippers to beat the Suns. How about you?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I really I really wish Paul George was healthy for this series because if he was healthy, It would have been electric. <laughs> yeah, I would have thought it would be a great series, especially with... You kind of mix in the rust factor in there with Kevin, with uh, KD's history and Chris Paul's history and everything. That would have been a really good series, but I don't know. I mean,
1: it could be fun anyway. I mean, yeah. because of that dynamic and Kawhi, you can't underestimate Kawhi. No. Uh, he he's proven to be a championship level player. Uh, him him and Kevin Durant going at each other is going to be huge.
0: Yeah, I just I really don't trust the Clippers. No, roll, guys, at all. Um, so yeah, I could see that being Suns and five, Suns and six, and like you said, I mean the the West. Other than that, hasn't really been set. But I think the Nuggets versus whoever the eight seed will be will kind of roll through them. Um, yeah,
1: whether it's the Wolves or the Lakers.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree. Or the Pelicans. Either of those three. Um, right. And then, Grizzlies versus. Whoever, the only, I think they would roll whoever, except maybe the Lakers. I think the Lakers are a tough ma- matchup for Memphis, but like we said, we yeah. don't know what's going to happen yet, so kind of.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the Grizzlies-Lakers would be an intriguing series, but I'm not rooting for the Lakers to win this play-in game versus the t Wolves right now, because no. like I think the Warriors also match up well, or sorry, the Lakers match up well against the Dubs, uh, they're big Correct. and they have they have size it's just uh we've we've seen it during the regular season they took three out of four games from us and were or, or tough to handle
0: this might be a hot take but they're kind of the team in the west that honestly scares me the most for the warriors Ooh,
1: for the warriors yeah okay. not
0: just in general like the west but i think the yeah. toughest matchup in the west for the warriors might be the lakers just because i mean they're they're really big and they can shoot and it seems like I don't know if it's Darvin Ham or just whoever's on that staff they know how to defend the Warriors pretty well better than better than any team I've seen this season
1: yeah but I, I, I mean, think the Suns are gonna be tougher just because they have a more complete team top to bottom at least in terms of uh the guys who are gonna play in the playoffs you know they're their best nine let's say yeah. But but I agree the Lakers are a tough matchup for the Warriors. I don't really trust the Lakers in general. They've they've also had an up and down season and they got hot recently. But they have a bunch of new people on the team. They have uh, a young coach in Darvin Ham. He doesn't really have playoff experience as a head coach. I don't think he has any. Right. This is his first, well, yeah, his first, first first year season. as a head coach. Yeah. Right. So. So I mean, they do have LeBron, they have AD, a couple of championship level players, but I'm um, I, I was seeing takes that they're going to be in the finals, they're going to be in the Western Conference Finals. I think that's a long shot for the Lakers.
0: Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll get to some takes here a little bit later <laughs> in the podcast. Uh, well, quickly going through the the East playoff uh, first round, uh, we only have, or I guess we have three of the the four set now that. The Hawks yep. beat the Heat tonight, um, so we have the two seven Boston and Atlanta. The four five is the Knicks and the Cavs, and then the three uh, six is the Sixers and Nets. Um, what do you yep. think about those those matchups?
1: Well, yeah, and then the one you didn't mention is Bucks versus the the winner of the next game for the eight seed in the East. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'm taking the Bucks in that series, no matter <laughs> who sure. it is. Just gonna get that out there. Yeah. I'm also taking the Celtics over the Hawks probably a sweep. Yeah. I'd um, say
0: four or five.
1: Yep. And then Sixers Nets. Well, the Nets are feisty with their, their new roster the Mikhail Bridges looking like a star really. Yeah. Um, and so that's really cool to see. They they've got that. Uh, that vibe back on the Nets that they had a couple of years ago when they when they were running with D'Lo and Spencer Dinwiddie and that team that was really exciting to watch. So yeah. it's cool to see that after this whole debacle in Brooklyn with uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and James Harden that they're finally over that. They got rid of both those guys at the trade deadline, obviously, and so they have they have a more fun team. And I just they, they may cause problems for the Sixers in a couple of games just because they they fight to the end, but the Sixers are in the end going to overpower them and take this series.
0: Yeah, I agree. I could see that one being five or six, but they just It'll be fun to watch at least. It know? will be fun to watch, but they just have no one who could guard and bead. Um, oh, no, no. What's their center's name? Um, Nick Claxton? Yeah, Nick's. Claxton is a good center. He's great, yeah. He's had a good year, but he's given up probably 100 pounds on Embiid, so (laughs) that might be an issue there. Then I think the last one we didn't cover is the the Knicks-Cavs. I actually think that's a pretty good series, and I could see that one going down to seven. Probably the most intriguing matchup in the NBA in the first round. I mean, maybe Kings-Warriors just because. yeah. Every game is going to be an electric game, um, but I could also see the Warriors winning in like five or six. Um, this one I could see really going either way into into seven. So I'm excited yeah. to watch that one. Probably the most in the East.
1: Yeah, Knicks-Cavs has the most seven-game series potential, I think. Or or if the Lakers pull off this game, this playing game, and face the Grizzlies, I could see that going seven too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So yeah, it's going to be exciting. First round, we'll definitely uh, be covering, especially the Warriors, but we'll be tapping into each series to see how it's going. Just really quickly, um, kind of just checking in on the end of the season awards. I know, on Twitter and on talk shows, and kind of the theme of this season has been the debate around the MVP this year. Yeah, kind of just want to get your thoughts on you know, who you would vote for if you had a vote or what you've thought of this this season Let's start with you. Let's start with you. Who's your pick? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, there's been many guys who have had a really good season, uh, especially three, I would think. The top three candidates, I think, are pretty universal with um, Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis. Yeah. At the end of the day, if I had to choose one, It'd probably be be between Giannis and Embiid for me, honestly. I don't know how you feel.
1: Yeah i I agree. It came down to those two guys for me. Although, if someone, if you or anyone, chooses Jokic as their MVP, I cannot blame you. He had a huge year. He was the number one player in all the advanced metrics. He averaged like a triple double with twenty five points in some of the best. Efficiency, you can imagine. I think he had like a seventy percent true shooting percentage, which is insane. Yeah. Um. So he was he was great, but he ultimately came third for me when I was looking at this. And yeah. So it was between Giannis and, and Embiid, and at the end of the day, I leaned towards Giannis because I just think he's the best player in the NBA. He is on the best team in the NBA this year. They won fifty nine games more than any other team. Uh, 59 games. Period. More than any other team. <laughs> yeah. And they won. Uh, the Bucks won 75% of the games when he played. So yeah. that's that's an elite clip. And he carried them through some tough stretches when Middleton was out. Middleton missed almost 50 games this year. So really, that's their secondary scorer. He he was carrying a huge load. He had a massive usage rate this year, and ended up um, averaging some insane numbers on a per 75 basis uh, per 75 possessions that is he averaged almost 35 points 13 rebounds and six assists in shooting above 60 percent true shooting percentage that's that's huge
0: yeah I I kind of leaned towards the same thought process when I was going through this to me it's really a pick between Embiid and Giannis and I hate to say that, you know, past MVPs kind of come into play, where you're looking at it, Jokic has two, Giannis has one, and Embiid has... Wait, does Giannis have two?
1: Giannis has two, this would be his third.
0: Yeah, so Giannis has two, Embiid has two, and or uh, Jokic no, has two, yeah. and Embiid has none, so I kind of plays a factor in a little bit, I mean, probably shouldn't, but just, you know, as a fan looking back you kind of want to you know in a few years be like oh yeah and b did win mvp because i mean he's been the runner-up the past two years he's had incredible seasons um but like yeah you and said, he is
1: better this year than he was in the past two he took oh, a significant definitely. step he's up he has been a he,
0: monster this year
1: yeah when when we were uh when i was thinking back to when the bucks the sixers and the nuggets played the warriors and really any other team in the league um The Embiid game at Chase Center a few weeks ago really stood out to me. He scored, I think, 47 points and was just dominant. I mean, I came away from that thinking, yeah, this guy is literally unstoppable.
0: Yeah, and I think some things that are going for him is he's had huge games in pretty marquee matchups. I know that he had a monster game versus uh, Jokic earlier this year where he just outplayed him all over the floor. Um had a huge game versus us but I think overall Giannis was maybe a little more consistent and more impactful on both ends but you know I couldn't be mad at either way and I I think it's unfortunate for Jokic as well that he kind of slipped off towards the end of the year and maybe it was intentional on the Nuggets side I know he sat multiple games and the Nuggets kind of gave away some games um, towards the end of the year but you know, it's kind of it's kind of hard to forget that when you're looking at this.
1: Yeah, I mean, not to mention Jokic's defense is significantly worse than those other two guys. Um, and then even between Giannis and Embiid, Giannis is like a depoy candidate, Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Embiid is good, but he isn't at that level. Um, so if if you're choosing between like, Embiid and Jokic, I think the defense should. Tip the scale towards Embiid for MVP. If you are choosing between Giannis and Embiid, you really uh, flip a coin. <laughs> yeah, I think Embiid. Embiid maybe does deserve it, just in terms of getting his recognition for uh, the history of basketball. He's been he's been huge, and getting him down in the history books as an MVP this year would would really show that the impact he's had on the league. One
0: hundred percent. I think this is the first year in in a few years. Where I'm looking, kind of at all the major awards, and I don't really see a spot for any of the Warriors this year. I mean, I would think the most, I guess the one the closest would be Draymond. Yeah, for Depoy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, but I don't think that's possible just because the Warriors' defense has not been too good this year.
1: Yeah, if they were, I think they ended like 14th in the league. So close to average but they were much lower for stretches of the year there early on and they stepped it up in the past 10 actually even more than that uh but anyway draymond right if they were a top 10 defense draymond i think would certainly be in the conversation he's gonna get some votes just because he's such an impactful defender and everyone knows it yeah Uh, but but he he's not going to be a winner i don't think
0: no and looking at the other ones like six-man or uh, most improved coach of the year, executive of the year. I, I just don't really see that anywhere um, for the Warriors, yeah. but that's okay. I mean, those aren't the awards that we're after. We're after a uh, different type of awards that come at yeah. the end of the season. Um, yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, I, it's interesting to see how those awards play out, how this first round plays out. We'll definitely be tapped in. Um, you kind of want to take it away with the the new segment,
1: yeah, new segment. We wanted to bring this in as something that we do um, here and there, as uh, kind of a fun way to wrap up the podcast. And uh, we're calling this segment "Guess This Goon," where where we, throughout the week or in between podcasts, we're searching through Twitter. Right, we see unbelievable takes, and we can't just let it go go by with impunity. We need to address it. We need yeah. to sh- we need to call them out and let them know about their wrongs. And how we're going to do it is uh, each of us will pull together our favorite horrible takes and read them to each other, and the other will try to guess who the goon is. So Definitely. Cool. You want to kick it off?
0: Sure, man. I got one uh, in the chamber. So <laughs> I want you to guess this goon. So right. this is a NBA player talking about Trey Young being compared to Steph Curry. Mm. It says I can definitely say for sure that he's a way better playmaker than Steph, and he's mm-hmm. a way better isolation scorer. But obviously, there's different things that he does better and Steph does better. I want you to guess this goon.
1: <laughs> and he was saying that about Trey Young. Yes. Yeah, I did see this one. That is a uh, that is a young John, John Collins. Um, I, I don't think he he must not watch a lot of ball because. <laughs>
0: no. I don't know how you can say that with a straight face. Exactly. That's uh, major goon behavior. But, (laughs) I mean, Trey Young is his teammate, so you can cut him a a little slack, I guess, trying to hype up his teammate. But, yeah, I don't think uh, Trey Young is a better isolation scorer or playmaker than Steph. Um,
1: Is there anything he does better?
0: uh, Flop, Griff, (laughs) um, worse Mm -hmm. hairline complain way worse (laughs) Uh, that's about it that i can think of yeah Um, he taunts
1: the knicks pretty well though like the knicks fans but i'll give him props for that
0: i can't even say he has a better taunt though because the night night's better than the (laughs) what's his like the the yeah uh, ice cold yeah ice tray i mean i guess that is pretty cool in terms of the league but i'll take the night night over that
1: yeah He'll have more opportunities to deliver it too.
0: Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, cue me up one.
1: All right, I got a good one for you. Okay. Um, this 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 player said, as of right now, I'm the third best center in the league. Who said that? <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, this is uh, another one that I also saw. (laughs) This podcast led to a a few bad takes that were on my timeline Mm -hmm. all week, but uh, that's one former warrior, DeMarcus Cousins.
1: Yes, not in the NBA.
0: In April of 2023 saying this. That's not a past quote. Right. He
1: said that two days ago. And yesterday, or maybe he said that he said that yesterday on a podcast that was released with Kevin Garnett. He hasn't been in the league all year, by the way. Yeah, where is he now? Today. Today he just signed with the Guanyang Mets of the Puerto Rican League. So he's Congrats Congrats to the Puerto Rican League on landing the third best center in the league
0: in the NBA. Well, I'm watching this Lakers. Minnesota game, and I don't think he's the third best center in this game right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a little delusional. Although I do feel bad for him because, I mean, I I just oh, looked this yeah. up because I was surprised he's only thirty two. Yeah, and he's not injuries even,
1: really set him back. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he, he had he some was, tough ones.
0: Uh, and his just play style is, you know, was never going to age well. A bad defender who kind of really is a score only. Um so, yeah, that's tough, but that, that's an awful take. That might be uh, the worst that we run through <laughs> tonight. Um, I had to get it out
1: there. It's so good.
0: Okay, so I got I got another one in the chamber. Um, so this is from a media member, and it says, I was in the Warriors locker rooms. I know how great they are. The Kings offense this year was better than any of the Warriors offenses in any of their great years.
1: <laughs> I, I I think I saw this one, but I don't really know who it is. Is it someone I would know?
0: No, it's not someone you know. So I guess this one was a little hard. It's uh, his name's James <laughs> okay. Ham, which I guess is a, a media member now for for the Kings. But I just had to okay. throw it, that in there because that mm. is an awful take. And as yes, I've been seeing a lot of this. Um, You know, rating the offenses and every year, but there's such an offense inflation, especially if you look at the like analytical numbers, because technically they are the best offense of all time, the twenty twenty. In terms of offensive
1: rating, yeah, Yeah.
0: but you're telling me you're gonna take that Kings team versus like the twenty seventeen Warriors with Steph, Clay, and KD and everyone? That's just that's just awful.
1: Yeah. Oh, I actually I have a note on this actually. So the Kings' offense. Their offensive rating relative to the league is plus four point six. The twenty sixteen Warriors, which is the third best of all time, is yeah. plus eight point one. So yeah. while the Kings' offensive rating is higher, the whole league's offensive rating is a lot higher. And the Warriors were far and away the best offense in the league in twenty sixteen. Um, same with the twenty seventeen team; they were they had a really high uh, rating. Um, so that it's just you got to take the offensive rating and all these types of stats in context. You can't just go yeah, off just, the pure raw
0: numbers. No, and I get they're excited and stuff, but yeah, that's that's a uh, that's a rough take. So had to throw yeah. that in there. So yeah, you got a you got another one.
1: Yeah, I do. Um, I so I don't think you'll know who this is, but you'll know what show it's from, or okay. you 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 may be able to guess it. I don't know if you've seen this one. But anyway, uh, an analyst listed their top five impact playoff players for this year. Mm. And the list goes in this order. Number one, Nikola Jokic. Number two, Embiid and Harden. Okay. Number three, Booker and CP3. So double dipping again. Number four, Andrew Wiggins. And then number five, Anthony Davis.
0: That's a, uh, that's seven people. But okay, um, that's their to- that's their yeah. top five playoff players. Okay, so the the seven, I did see a <laughs> screenshot of this, so I know it was from First Take. I don't know yes. who that person is. Um, it seems like those shows, like First Take and uh, like Get Up, I used to recognize who they had on, but now it's kind of crazy i I don't really know who is in rotation there but yeah that's an awful take i mean the only thing i could say is i didn't see the video clip so the only thing i could think of was like non-stars or kind of x factors but then you haven't beat and Jokic in there so it's really confusing
1: yeah there's no consistent (laughs) um like method what? to to this to this goons madness here
0: yeah that's real goon behavior real hooligan <laughs> stuff um yeah i don't know if i was making that list i would probably you know maybe have Giannis or steph um
1: that would be a good start
0: did they, they have <laughs> lebron and ad in there you said not
1: even lebron just anthony
0: davis so this that's just a, why is wiggins in there that's just really confusing <laughs> i don't yeah no it's a bad yeah, list that is a that's an awful list yeah takes it's kind of take season right now so um yes yeah,
1: <laughs> in between like this play-in uh lull where we, we we have a few games to watch but we're really waiting for the playoffs to kick off on saturday people yeah. are gonna get their takes off so we're gonna have content for weeks
0: most for likely. sure for sure okay i got i got one last one for you all right okay this is not like the worst take ever, but I just want to see if you can guess it. This is like a, a prominent media member, but it says, I got the mm-hmm. Clippers beating the Suns. Who do you think said that?
1: I got the Clippers beating the Suns. Um. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Is it? Is that Kendrick Perkins?
0: Yep. <laughs> nice.
1: Okay. I got. I had that one, too. And actually, I was going to pair it with this one that okay. he said today Okay. or yeah. a couple days ago. He it. said, the Lakers are going to the finals this year on the back of Anthony Davis. So he wow. he's basically implying a Clippers-Lakers-Western Conference finals, and then Anthony Davis, not LeBron, leads the Lakers to the finals.
0: Yeah, that first part of the take isn't atrocious because... Um, you
1: combine it with what he says constantly yeah, on the air, on, though.
0: On Anthony Davis's back, I don't yeah. think we've ever seen... That happened before, so yeah, I think that's a pretty bad take. But you know, the it's been such a funky year that these takes, you know, we could look stupid. The Kings could could wamp us, and the Lakers could be in the Western Conference Finals, and the Clippers could upset the Suns. You know, it's such a crazy year.
1: Yeah, Perkins is also predicting that the Kings beat the Warriors, so he's really he's going against all. Conventional wisdom with his picks this year.
0: I feel like that's what he does, though. I mean, that's just kind of how he got popular and how he stayed relevant. Is he just kind of says stuff and then people react to it, and then you know, now we're talking about him. (laughs) (laughs) If he said that the Suns were going to beat the Clippers and the Warriors were going to beat the Kings and Nuggets were going to beat the Lakers. He wouldn't be on, I uh, guess, this goon and he wouldn't be getting this. cloud. So, you know, hey,
1: I, I appreciate I appreciate analysts who buck conventional wisdom. But when you don't do it with any sort of analysis, you're just kind of saying stuff just to be different. That's that doesn't work for me
0: No, And that, that's kind of the, the state of media that it is these days especially yeah. on Twitter. Oh, my gosh. And that, that's what kind of led for us to bring in this segment. So, you know, it was a fun first one, and uh, I'm excited to be revisiting this uh, throughout the next couple podcasts. <laughs> especially <laughs> in playoff goons. season, there's going to be some takes, and I- I'm ready yeah. for it.
1: Oh, yeah. We're going to be exposing goons for, for a long time here on, on the
0: dubs Hub podcast. Definitely, man. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. I'm really excited for this this opening Round uh, the first the first few games of the first round are always a lot of fun. I, I feel like you see a decent amount of upsets in game one, um, mm-hmm. and it's just so fun because there's so many games every day. There's like yeah. at least two, most of the times three games every single day, which is which is awesome. So should be fun. Really excited for this Warriors Kings series. It's gonna be a lot of offense, not a lot of defense. Loud crowds. <laughs> Oh man, can't wait! Been waiting all uh, year uh, for this.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> it's it's a great matchup. It's a great matchup, and I mean, sp- and let's say the Warriors make it past the Kings, and the, it, who they face in the next round will be fun. And you know, we have this Lakers Minnesota game on right now. It's a five point game. Minnesota is winning at the formerly uh, known Staples Center, now Crypto Com Arena. Yeah. So, um, I, if the Timberwolves beat the lakers that's massive because correct then the only time that puts the lakers on the other side of the bracket assuming they get the eight seed so the only time the warriors could match up with them would be in the western conference finals and i don't think they're gonna make it there
0: yeah that path of potential opponents to get to the western conference finals being the kings the grizzlies and the timberwolves if you told me that at the beginning of the season i'd be like wow That's an amazing case scenario.
1: You would assume we were the one seed and we were going (laughs) up
0: against the eight and then the four or five. Exactly. I mean, we'll see how, like you said, this game's going on while we're recording. There's under three minutes and Minnesota's up three. So anything could really happen. But um, yeah, man, definitely stay locked into the to our Twitter account. I know Thomas has the playoff preview on the King series, dropping on the Substack an article, um, hopefully on Friday and then yep. we'll be back doing pods probably after, you know, every two games or so during this series. So look out for that. And, uh, yeah, man, excited for the things to come. All right. Catch you in the next one.